No, there really isn't. There's no cool way to look while you're checking a mic. Or sucking liquid through a straw. Mm-hmm. There's no way one. to look cool, so just fucking do it. Just go ahead and, yeah, just, just Nike that Who shit. Who Nike that shit? So I wanted to start this out with a, uh, pay a little respects to, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> who had a press f in the chat, such a bomb of a joke. Oh no! Are you ready for this? Yes, please. Now look, I, I get that a lot of people aren't sure that we're serious about this. <laughs> I know that we don't exactly have the the strongest reputation on privacy right now. To put it lightly. <laughs> that was just all was silence. Oh. All silence after it. So listen, listen to how amused he is with himself in the beginning. Now look, I, I get that a lot of people aren't sure that we're serious about this. I know that we don't exactly have the the strongest reputation on privacy right now. To put it lightly. <laughs> oh God, it hurts. Not even one sound about it and wh- what i think is so crazy about it is you watch like it- it's better if you have a visual so just go ahead and if you google or you, you look on youtube and you search mark zuckerberg privacy joke it'll come up Ugh. because he clearly has no sense of public's reception to how bad their privacy has been yeah like the fact that he would even make light of that and not just be like hey guys look uh we really fucked up like this is a serious problem we're trying to do what we can to mitigate this issue it's like this is funny to him, and and it's and there's so many weird things about Facebook in the sense of uh, I was reading something of the day that was talking about how through data they've collected from users that you may know, even if you don't have a Facebook profile like I don't, they will make you a shadow one uh, that sort of then links what the all these things fuck? together. So it's they are so beyond the pale of just spying yeah. and privacy. I deactivated mine, but it does nothing. There's, Did you permanently delete it or you just deactivate it? I just deactivate it. Yeah. It's gonna, it does nothing, but at least I don't get any emails anymore. Well, it's so crazy. Cause like even my boomer father who uh, loves it, he's totally addicted to it. And that's yeah. kind of the generation they're catering to now. I think we're all on Instagram, but he was even saying that it's fucking busy and noisy. You heard him talking about it a little bit. I yeah. think about how he's just, he's just like, it's absolutely insane about how busy it is. But yeah, it's, I, don't know. I do not want to ever spend another minute of my life on that that godforsaken website. It's pretty horrible. It is. It's just a cesspool of misinformation and people trying to reach out to you because they want to sell you something in a pyramid scheme. It's like, leave me alone, please. Or just brands or things you're supposed to like or yeah. multi-level marketing. I multi-level mean. marketing. Uh, speaking of brands. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Nike gave Desmond is amazing, which I think we've. Oh, talked was it about. Nike? And, oh, no, well, it was Converse. Converse, but it, Converse is owned by Nike. Oh fuck, yeah. dude! So they they gave Desmond is amazing a, uh, a corporate sponsorship. Yeah, now. Desmond is that kid drag queen. Yeah, the nine year old drag. Is he queen. still nine? I don't know. Ten. He can't be. An, He's a so yet. young. Yeah, it, it's really oh. pretty crazy, and and it's it's one of those things. I was I was listening to this interview um, that Tim Pool, who's if you don't know who Tim Pool is, he's kind of like a sort of a milk toast but well-intentioned reporter in a way he yeah. but he talks about you know current events and he's sort of a lefty but he w- he did an interview with this guy David Pakman who is basically white young turks i mean in terms of like where his opinion lies there's just it's very just left yeah. to the, to a fault to where Tell he won't line. even say when anything's wrong he won't apologize for anything um will never say that he got something wrong and Tim will so Tim actually has quite a bit more integrity but David Pakman made the point of 
you know, Tim, like 90% of your, no, no, I think 70, you said 75% of your videos are all focused on the left and they kind of do a service to the right in terms of making the left look crazy. And it did give me pause because I was thinking about that is a lot of where my criticism lies, generally mm-hmm. speaking, is on the left. Then I thought like, you know what, fuck it, of course it is, because this is the team that I want to do better and actually right. win, but they just keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse. <laughs> so it's like, it's like one of those things of, if you were really into a, a football team and they had a shitty season, you would want the shitty players traded off and you'd want the coach replaced, right. obviously. And I feel like the Democrat establishment is like some shitty third tier coach that is making millions of dollars for doing a shitty job. And then we have new recruits like AOC, whose message is so fucking retarded that <laughs> that we and we have to like placate her and pretend that in, in any criticism of her, she just calls it sexist or racist. So it, it, it's it, we have such a shitty, shitty, shitty fucking team right now. And the Republicans are just totally united. I mean, completely mm-hmm. like even the never Trumpers are just they got drummed out pretty quickly. And now it's all just Trump train for them and uh hashtag winning and all that shit are we gonna loop this back to desmond how Uh, did we get here uh we were talking about uh oh shit i don't know how we got here (laughs) i mean what what, what well the thing is so like my thing about desmond and his corporate sponsorship is like we've already oh i I know sorry i can know how i can i connected it that way because things like desmond are what we're doing wrong stop stop doing that like Mm -hmm. it is not okay to i mean that that kid can exist however he wants to exist or what you know but we it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a corporate sponsored and the yeah. fact that like it's getting corporate sponsored is just proves that we have a lot of fucking money on our side and for our causes but anyway that even ones that we don't want I was going to say we've in the past we've already woken up to us being exploited why did we fall back asleep to this and now suddenly celebrate our exploitation you know right like this kid this poor kid his parents probably fucking milk him for every cent he he can make um why why are we so accepting of this exploitation of i don't know queerness i guess i think because because people who aren't and it's it's pretty interesting because like a lot of gay people that i know are pretty divided on this issue Mm. um because it does come down to that thing of like okay uh do i have a problem with him dressing like that or doing that no i'm not a conservative so i don't really Mm. care what anyone does in their private space i'm pretty like you know um as long as you're not there's no victim involved um but i think with these parents what's kind of happening is we're scared to criticize them on the left because we it, this is seen as progress, and I would disagree. Um, I would see it as exploitation. And I think yeah. with the parents, what they're doing, I think, and I think a lot of these cases we see where they're choosing to raise the kid non-binary or any of these kinds of things that really is not – the kid is the victim in this because they're not really getting a say in you know, it, how, their, how their life is being manipulated. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of these parents, it's like a Munchausen by proxy thing. It's, it's kind of like yeah. – it's like a new version of it. It's where – um, and if you guys don't know what Munchausen by proxy is, it's basically like in the sixth sense when the mother was poisoning the, the little girl to get sympathy. Uh, and this is a real thing that happens. It's a psychological phenomenon. It's mostly women. And they'll poison their, their kid, keep them sick, and then get sympathy from uh, the neighborhood or whatever else. Um, and then there's just Munchausen, which is where you pretend to be ill in order to get mm-hmm. sympathy. Um, and I think that a lot of these these parents have Munchausen by proxy but are doing it a different way now where they're making their kid into this sort of lefty icon, but meanwhile confusing them with either giving them hormones at a super young age or raising a, a kid non-binary, which any 
childhood specialist would tell you that's a terrible, terrible idea to confuse children about their identity. It's right, just, especially with like when object permanence isn't even in the case. It's just a cr- or in the picture rather. It's a, it's a. I mean, any any childhood developmental psychologist would tell you this is a horrible, horrid idea, and it's obviously like a projection of some sort as well. If if you aren't Munchausening Munchausening it, but dude, I mean. With this corporate sponsorship thing, I mean, Converse already sponsored Miley for Pride. Miley's not, I don't think she's in any way LGBT. I think she's just an ally. Isn't it hilarious how many celebrities but are doing she, that now? Yeah, but she partnered with Converse to make Pride-themed shoes that were rainbow, like rainbow Converse. And it's like, Jesus, dude, like, how obvious can you be? You're trying to sell us a product. It's so blatantly obvious that this is just an exploitation of our of our identities even in a, even in a more existential way the actors that i have seen that are not in any way identify like they don't they've not gone through anything. they're the ones who vouch the most and well, it's like, well not Jesus. not that but like also yeah, people like um who's the kid that played the flash the really weird annoying kid uh evan a- peters Ezra, no, oh, ezra, no ezra ezra miller yeah. right they he, both did but ezra yeah, miller plays him now now yeah and uh him saying that he's some he's like identifies as queer but he's actually like straight it's just kind of like is he straight i don't know maybe he's not a good he's example but you know super gay give I me think. another there's another there's lots of examples i mean halsey another one like come on lady yeah. like it's just like they, they they adopt this or co-opt rather this queer identity in order to give themselves them the, as a product it, it enhances their product yeah. which is them as a brand and mm. it's just he's, really it's really annoying and it's yeah. and it's all these people that we have to support because they're seemingly on our side but it's such a snake in the grass situation like even the same thing as i sent you that meme the other day about you know here's a pride parade sponsored by chase bank and i remember yeah. when i first started seeing that at a pride events i'm like what the fuck is this like this is now then we're but we're pretending we're so fucking oppressed but a giant mega corporation mm. is going to sponsor it and like i don't know it's just it's just such a weird dichotomy but it's profitable to be on that side. Totally. Yeah. So why not embrace it as a corporation? Yeah. Ugh. Or as a as a pop star product. Yeah. Exactly. Why not embrace it? Because you'll just have a bigger audience or make more money. Whatever. Even some. Well, yeah. Never mind. I won't Dude. Say that. Well, I mean, let's talk about Halsey at the fucking Met Gala. Bombed. That's a good segue. She I, uh, bombed it. I didn't she act- terrible. Did I see what she wore? I don't know. No, probably not, because it wasn't important. Again, we have a lot of listeners that may not even know what the fuck this is. So the Met Gala is basically this giant. Uh, Sean Sean's in fashion, so he he's not going to have do a neg- to negative opinion it? of it. But uh, no, I can. Well, let me see. If, I'm do you want me give, to do it neutrally? Let me. No, no. I'm going to give my saucy opinion, uh, and then you can chime chime in okay. neutrally and explain to me why I'm wrong about feeling this sure. way. So, and I already kind of have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but uh, it'd be good to have it out there anyway. Mm. So the Met Gala is where a bunch of, like, all this kind of big A-list celebrity types go to the Met Museum for a charity event where Anna Wintour from Vogue themes the event. So, and then all the things that they dress in tend to be very over the top. It's kind of like, almost like they're all... set pieces in a way but they're clothing mm. so they're like semi-functional i view it as the most it, it's it's the, it's the absolute apex of privilege <laughs> like in this country in terms mm. of celebrity wealth no one no one would give you shit for wearing this kind of stuff you're not really interesting or brave it's it's just it's just fucking it's just peak hollywood self-congratulatory 
silly horseshit. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that I have always viewed it. And I don't even have that opinion of fashion in general. Um, I just, this particular event really like chaps my ass for some reason. It's, it's just, it's so, it's just, it's so self-congratulatory to, to the, to the lowest giving people on the planet in terms of any substance mm-hmm. other than the movies they sometimes put out or music. Um, but even then it's like, it's all shit anyway. So give, give me the more positive review. Okay, sure. So, I mean, I'll just say like, I agree it is a gross display of privilege aside from that. Um, the Met Gala has been for me at least, um, or that I've seen was sort of like the start, I think of like this underground, not underground, but like this break the internet hashtag, um, without explicitly saying that they are. How long has it been going on for? Years. Okay. Um, I mean, do you have like a rough estimate or not? Really? At least a decade, as long as I've been conscious, I think, okay. uh, or conscious of it. Let me well, go ahead and keep explaining. I'm going to look. Okay, so, um, yeah, Anna Wintour hosts this event at the Met. She themes it. This year's theme was camp, not, like, going camping, but camp as in... But they all said going camping, which was so... F- I don't know. They all had the same fucking joke. Do you notice that on Twitter? They're, like, they would post the pictures of themselves, the celebrities, and be like, going camping. Because they have no idea what camp is. Well, but even Casey Musgraves did it, who actually pulled off. Oh, yeah. The thing is, I think the Met Gala is a really wonderful way to act as a or a really wonderful filter for stylists and designers so what do you want to say it started in 1948 okay it's so been going on forever. for fucking yeah. decades yeah. dude um so this ongoing tradition is sure it's a display of privilege but it's also d- a display of taste and a display of talent i think the stylists and designers are the sure. ones who should shine through and that's that's i think that is actually one of the and i think it partly i like i even got more sour on it because i know what you do and it's almost like the um, – and I think a lot of it maybe parallels my work in a lot of way, which is like I'm creating a product for somebody who doesn't deserve the acc- like the mm-hmm. praise for performing it. Yeah. And it's like a really weird position to be in of like – yeah, it's not terribly um, – it's not very nice to say that, but it's the truth. I think that most writers and producers feel the, feel the same way uh, of just – I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily, like, fame is not something that's terribly interesting to me, but recognition is, and I feel like the way in which these dummies wore these outfits that probably many, many, many hours were put into mm-hmm. in time and people and teams, it's all about the person who's wearing it. Right. It, I think it shifted towards that. In the past, it was more like an art gallery, a walking art gallery, and I, I think this year's theme really showed us who recognized that and who didn't. People like, unfortunately, people like Sean Mendez and uh, Halsey, who show up just looking pretty, totally miss the mark and are there as themselves, what not the as was, the art that they're wearing. What was the fuck was Fatty Lena Dunham doing? What the, what the hell was I don't she know. doing? She did. That was the come as the theme. Fuck, like, honestly, dude, when I saw, but what what was it even about? Like, I don't know. She, so her she, her potato so sack dress. Um, was like a pink satin short dress and it said rubberist on with on the front with like gloves rubber gloves and it's a fetish thing there's a designer who makes clothes based on these fetishes so like her partner whoever she was with um was wearing one that said lunar or like a loon or something like that because 
that fetish is balloons, whereas Lena Dunham's dress said rubberist fetish is rubber. It was pretty funny to see her, the pitch camp, by the way. Yeah, I, I get it. It was yeah. just funny to see the pictures of her because she's clearly not an A-list celebrity anymore. No. Because it was only like one of those sort of sideline pictures. It wasn't one of like the main pictures yeah. that everyone seemed to get. So that gave me a little bit of uh, schadenfreude. Well, the thing is, like, it was... So she was on theme, but it wasn't enough. Um, like, with a lot of people who came to the Met Gala. Um, but, I mean, Sean Mendes is so famous that they would just tell him he did a great job. <laughs> gosh, he they interviewed him. They did, like, a 30-second interview with him on the pink carpet. And uh, the interviewer was like, so what do you think of camp? What do you think of this year's theme? And he's like, uh, I don't know. That's a really hard question to answer. Um I don't really know how to answer that or how to explain it. Cause and it's like, because no you have no idea what camp is. Well, and I think the other thing, and too, your stylist didn't know what camp is either. And this is what I was telling you in the text is like, so these themes are so hard to deal with because for these celebrities take themselves so fucking seriously. They could never do it. would be so hard for them to do something that would make people laugh at their expense. And so I think that's why a lot of them didn't take it seriously. Right. But that's why it was fun to see the ones that did. Like Casey Musgraves, I wouldn't necessarily put into that because she still looked fucking hot. She, what she was, was wearing. amazing. Yeah, she she nailed it. But that's like that's this is the one thing that I'll ever give credit to Cardi B for is that she just is camp. That's kind yeah. of her whole fucking thing. Exactly. So she crushed it because she's a fucking walking joke anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, of course, this makes this makes sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, anyway, did you enjoy it? Did you watch it live? So, I didn't watch it live. I just watched the... Or, I looked up the photos of everybody who showed up, um, yesterday I did that. Um, and it was fine. The vast majority of people were not on theme. Anna Wintour wasn't even Yeah, really she takes herself theme. really fucking seriously. She does, and yeah. it was embarrassing for her. It's like, why didn't you go over the top? She wore, like, a feather cape, like a feather shawl, and it's... That's not enough for me. Not enough. I would have loved to see her do something totally out of her element, like wear a suit. I think I, I saw this in a YouTube video, but I'm blanking on the guy's name, um, where he was just saying, like, she should have worn a suit. She should have done something that she's never done before, because that would be camp for Anna Wintour. And if you don't know what camp is, it's just, like, extravagance and sometimes leaking into poor taste. It's basically, like, look at any drag queen and yeah, that's look at Trixie Mattel. That's camp in like its purest form that's camp extract um and and a lot of people just missed the mark uh, harry styles too i wish so i was telling you what i wish he, he had going done for i don't i don't know femininity um why do they why i don't know but the thing is what i had wished he this? had done that that, that you know do you remember the, did you ever hear that chris i don't know i don't know if it was chris rock it might have been dave Ch- it was dave Chappelle actually i don't know if he actually said it in a stand-up special or not but he was talking about how Whenever like black men get into Hollywood and go into movies, they always make them like wear dresses, and and how it's like really? the, yeah, and it, it actually is a pretty universal truth. Like Martin Lawrence, like all these like really big black actors have had to do some movie where they had to end up in a dress. And he was saying that he was doing some movie and they kept pressuring him to do it, and he's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. And they and they kept. It's almost like it was like ah, oh, come on, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it was it's it was weird to me to see all the all the the men like not be men in this it, it was so strange to me like jared leto's thing all of them were so feminine and silly and and, well, and, 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 and to that point like because even 10 years ago wearing a dress if you were a man was funny but now yeah. we have to take it really fucking seriously so then weren't they kind of low-key mocking it at the same time then like are we back are we back to that point where i don't know a man wearing feminine clothes is funny i didn't so i didn't feel that way i didn't think it was like every man was trying to be 
it a woman. Like most like at least sixty five percent. When you're given a theme and you're going to the Met Gala, you can't wear a black suit. You can't wear a traditional men's outfit. So what do you do? You venture outside of that. Right. And but, of course, that looks like femininity, but it not it isn't always. But I mean, even like okay, so Sean Mendes, you said, was going for like an Elvis thing, right? No, he wasn't, but that's what I wish he would have done. Well, and that's the thing, right? So if he would have worn, like, the jumpsuits from when he was in Vegas, mm. it would have been perfect. It would have been completely spot on. I mean, like, with a fashion flair yeah. to it, obviously, like a modern fashion flair. But still, like, those really goofy jumpsuits that Fat Elvis used to wear, that would have been right. brilliant. Um, and still a masculine outfit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was it was really strange to me to see that. And, and just, again, like, trying to get the tone on, well, what, what is this what, what is this about? Like, this kind of feminizing men thing. Uh, in, in, and in fashion, I guess, it's whatever. But I feel, I feel like every fashion campaign that gets any attention now is when they put men in dresses. That's, like, that's kind of all anyone seems to really care about. Or at least, mm. like, on my radar in, in terms I of I think this. it's a fad, but... We're gonna find. We're gonna see actual trends in men's fashion soon. I hope. I hope so too. Because this dress thing is a fad. It's not gonna stick around. Men don't have the silhouette for dresses, um, and that's just how it is. Um, but this Harry Styles thing just really like upset me because there was somebody who did do the jazz hot, which is the half male, half female, straight down the middle. I saw that, but it didn't look very good. His name was Michael Yuri. Um, or his name is Michael here. He didn't die last night. Um, but it was so funny how many of my conservative friends sent me that picture. Cause they just hated it so much. I'm like, why do you care? Like, this is weirdos. You, yeah. Like oh, it is a weird thing. It's like, it's just like this event's not for you. Why um, even it's barely for me. It. And yeah. I'm, you know, uh, kind of by proxy interested in these. So, things. you know how I was saying to you Monday night that I wish somebody had done, I wish Harry Styles had done the jazz hot with the guy on one side, girl on the other. Right. Later that evening, I saw that Michael Yuri had done it, and I was like, "God, I I wish I I'm I'm so proud of you for being on theme, but I wish it wasn't you who was doing this outfit. I wish it was Harry who was in the half male, half female. It would have made so much more sense with him having one ear pierced, having that pearl earring, wearing a dress on one side, and it also alludes to his bisexuality, which he openly sings about mm. in in his tour yeah. or on in concert. So why didn't he embrace that? But or why didn't he do that? I was I was so disappointed in two in my two men, Harry Styles and Sean Mendez. Whatever, dude, shit's gay. It is gay. It should have been gayer. I'm so fucking mad, dude. Shit, so Lady gay. Gaga nailed it. Casey Musgraves nailed Lady it. Lady Gaga's camp too, though. I mean, that's just her persona. Yeah. But she she went for the performance. She did four. She's been doing outfit been, changes. I feel like this has been an event she's been training for her whole fucking life. The meat dress yeah, was okay. camp. That's what I was gonna say, yeah, right. So the whole paparazzi era era was camp. All right, we should probably move on. <laughs> we got. I yeah, got we've little... lost all of our all of our listeners because nobody cares about queer culture. Well, I'm realizing in hindsight, like I was listening to the last <laughs> one, and also uh, uh, Chimney Portions and I talked about it, and he was saying that like we front loaded the front of it was so much gross shit he's like i almost <laughs> tuned oh out. yeah that's and true so I'm like we probably should have put that at the tail end and then also when we were talking about fashion on another one he's like dude it's like you could have been speaking portuguese i have no idea what you're talking about but i think that this one might be a little more interesting because i was shitting on celebrities and how stupid they are plus yeah. fashion which it is just again it's wow. like fashion is probably the most kind of self-congratulatory weird like micro bubble of an mm. industry, but, and that's not shitting on the people who actually make, make the stuff. Like what's the job that you want? Um, what's it called? The person who makes the stuff, the designer, what are you talking designs? Like the one who designs the designer? No, no. But the person who makes it then they they have a name. Like, a like friend, a there, so name. there's like 
a first hand. There's like, you can work in an atelier. That's the word. Yeah, saying, I'd yeah. love to do that. Yeah, which is kind of what I'm doing right now. It's yeah, basically like a little costume yeah. shop atelier. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I no disrespect to those people. I mean, they're all super talented and do a lot of hard work. It's more so just the face whores that wear the clothes. Mm-hmm. It's like to me, it's like a they're like as respectable as like a weatherman. It's just it's just just annoying. They're just annoying. Wow. The one time we talk about something that I'm passionate about, you're so quick to move on. <sighs> it just well, I mean, we've been we've been going. 20, I know we've been minutes. going. To, 20 minutes on that subject? No. We did like 10 minutes. No, no, we did Get over it. All right, all right, all right. Get over it, you neocons. You <laughs> fucking... You fucking straight white men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> horrible, horrible white white men. That is kind of like... That is kind of... Um, uh, segue me into something oh, else. Good. And then Great. we'll get into something a little not funny. Or not very light, but the, I wanted to talk about just cynicism in general and just how it's so toxic and everybody seems to be so deep in it right now. There is just such a staggering lack of optimism amongst people, mm. um, just in terms of outcomes, uh, assuming people's intentions. I think that's actually what sort of got me thinking about it today was that, um, you know, everyone just seems to want to assume what you think about everything based on one opinion you may have. Mm. And it distills humans down to this cartoon character that doesn't, I've never interacted with somebody like that before. I mean, it's not true. Occasionally I have where it's like, they are so dogmatic about either right wing stuff or left wing stuff that they are basically the cartoon character, but they're so few and far between in real life. And yet on the internet, everybody's a cartoon character to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And um, I think also what got me thinking about it is another podcast that we mentioned a few times, which is Come Town. One of the um, hosts on it, Stavros Hockeyus, I don't know who the person was because I'm not really well versed in tracking these people, but he took a picture with a fan. And the, and their podcast is like ours. It's a little bit more intense in terms of what they say, but nothing. It's all in – they're comedians, so it's all in humor or funny. Anyway, he takes a picture with a fan, and the fan happens to be some – neo-nazi type person so of course the host of the show who is a lefty is now uh right wing and the podcast is a right wing podcast which is just so fucking funny to me and 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 i've noticed this really clever thing with language where they're labeling everything as far right as like far right's this mega like mega negative thing but far left does not have a similar sort of Hmm. connotation to it which then brands anything that's right as hyper negative and a problem and there's not a there's not an analogous situation with criticizing left-wing culture at all um and then i would argue that the left wing is the more fascistic group at the moment um and yet right wing is called that which is it's really bizarre but it's it and i think that by proxy it's making me kind of cynical but (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm living in my own tiny ass Animal Crossing ass world over here. Yeah, you're... I'm talking to my villagers. I'm eating pears, whole mm-hmm. core and all. Why the hell I'm fucking you? fishing, dude. I'm minding my own business. People are talking to me like, and I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Because mm-hmm. I don't fucking. I'm not cynical. I'm just so like. I'm trying to be blissfully aware, not right. blissfully unaware, but blissfully aware. Like, oh, that thing's happening maybe that's a bad person maybe that's a good person who knows but it's a very nice i don't know i live life. i live in a fucking tiny ass town of my own i'm gonna 
take care of that town. And that this town is my life is what I mean to say. This, this is the metaphor. I don't, my friends are my villagers. I like that. Always talk to me. It's very wholesome. People come in on trains every once in a while. They either stay or leave. <laughs> Depending. Depending. Depending on how right wing your town is. In Animal Crossing. KK can... Slider comes in. He plays a song every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Calms everybody down. And then. Yeah. I'm not. I don't think I'm very. I think I can be cynical. But I'm. I try my best to not be. You're not cynical. Good. I'm glad I come off that way. I don't way. think I would date you if uh, if you were. We would just be a pool of negative. Dude, it would be so bad because like I'm so not... I'm not cynical. I'm like more so I'd call myself like the fetus. I just kind mm-hmm. of feel like what's happening is happening. There's not a there's not fuck all I can do about it. Um, and I think that it's hard, it's hard to watch because it just seems like everybody who gets a voice that's kind of interesting or unique gets shut down really quickly and i have a very bad feeling about this with come town like this is gonna be the thing really yeah um and uh or like the thing at least it gets them attention that they didn't want uh because there's already yeah. a bunch of articles being written and uh, yeah so it's like and i think that that's the cynical part of me is like just stop taking away the things that i like it's kind of like the thing with like fred perry shirts for example it's like some proud boys wear them and behave they badly. They look good, but you shouldn't. Well, but then, shouldn't align yourself anymore. No, well, know? I mean that's like that's the thing is so like you can't like we 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 keep giving Nazis things like I don't understand like we're not even they're, they're not even Nazis but it's like it's it's people who we call Nazis that aren't or like have maybe shitty views of race or whatever mm-hmm. else. But then we say okay now the okay hand gesture we can't do that anymore. Which we can't sucks. we can't wear Fred Perry's anymore. We can't which are make everybody look good in those shirts. You can't. I, I don't know. You can't. Uh, you have to like now be worried about who takes who you take a picture with, because you automatically agree with them if you do that. Um, the next step is who who you follow on Twitter. Probably like I follow Trump because it it's the quickest way to get information right. from him. So does Sean Mendez. By the way, I saw yeah. that today. And so I'm like, it, it's interesting, right? It's a I, kind of. I noticed that actually. I don't know when he started following him, but weird, very weird. But I think at the same time, if I think that what sucks, though, about somebody of that stature, that if someone called him out on it or wrote an article about it, he would apologize, even though he has nothing to apologize for. Right. Um, because you're so scared of losing your, your stature because these people are so aggressive and so intense um, about what about changing the world to fit their narrative, which the reality is that there's no true narrative. That's an, that's an insane ego move. It's all mm-hmm. about... That's, I think that's the craziest part about these these cartoon characters on both sides is that their ego is so enormous and they're so certain that they're right about everything or correct rather. But I think that the I, I, I figured the older I got, which is this the case, like the less I kind of realize I know or have any certainty about. And so like every big debate in this country, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, is largely a philosophical debate. It's not a right or wrong. Um, and just sort of mitigating the damage if you were to do certain things. Like, for example, I would, if I were king of the United States today, I would make all drugs legal and taxed and control things like heroin into like isolated areas in which you have to go Mm -hmm. and do it like clinics. They administer the amount 
that won't kill you if you want to go that high on it yeah and treat it like a health crisis but every drug would be legal and taxed because we are never going to win that war so like the, the, right. the argument is this moral thing about what about children that start doing cocaine well then they'll start doing it it's like they would have anyway you're not you're, you're stopping the inevitable on these kinds of things for no reason and punishing people who aren't violent and don't really pose a threat to society mm-hmm. and so to me it's a logistical issue more so than it is a moral one it's just kind of it, it's kind of the same thing with death penalty for me like i'm i'm not against it uh really in in moral principle but at the same time exonerating evidence has gotten people off of death row mm-hmm. who have been there forever and also uh it costs the taxpayers way more money to actually execute somebody than it does to have them incarcerated for the rest of their lives so it's sort of like it's all logistics and and that's really the unsexy unfun position to take that people don't really find all that interesting because it's not something you can get angry about. You can't get angry about facts. Well, they do, but you shouldn't. Um, and I think that that's kind of one of the biggest things they're making people cynical is they keep they don't want to dig beyond the surface of these major issues like abortion, drugs, guns. They want to just keep it super surface because that's the safe and comfortable place to be um, because your ego is so enormous you can't admit that you're not that certain because you shouldn't be. You should question all of it. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, that's it. Damn, yeah. Should have smoked a blunt before this. Yeah. Just zone the fuck out. Pull that shit up, Jamie. Pull, pull that shit up. Jamie, what does that say? Go back. Mm? No, no, no. Up to the top there. Uh, no, the top right photo. No, no, no. Top right. You're just there. Have you ever seen a chimp with mange? <laughs> dude. <laughs> Fucking savages, man. Or I do the Sam Harris. Hello. Okay. Some housekeeping. Okay is my favorite. Okay. I he, love doing that. He does it every time. Okay. okay. So. So. I, I, love, I love doing that in, in real life. Okay. So. I also say bokeh. Bokeh. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've started just saying bokeh. 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 I have noticed this too. <laughs> I think it's very cute. All right, now something kind of dark. Oh, no. Sorry, everybody. I don't know, that put wasn't on already your dark boots. enough. Um, so there was a shooting out in uh, Colorado, mm-hmm. like pretty much where I used to live. Um, one kid died. Nine were shot. So this one's weird. Um, uh, number one, the, the kid was 18, which, Jesus, again, it's just they it's keep so getting younger. fucking crazy. And, and, and the other one was, the accomplice was 16. The craziest part is this kid was or is rather he's still alive they're both still alive um he looks like he could be gay and then the 16 year old is trans so and a girl into a man trans so Mm. this does not fit the narrative no at all and and it was strange because so he, he he tried to do a lot of damage so he shot nine people and then I saw... Where did the shooting take place? Uh, Highlands Ranch, Col- uh, Colorado, which is like in the Denver. I area. mean, like what? A school. A school, okay. Yeah. And, uh, High school? Yeah, and I, I really am bummed. I missed... I, I don't remember the kid's name, but this this kid, um, he took all the kindergartners mm-hmm. and took them to the to the seniors area to try to save them. I and saw that, he yeah. ended up get, He's the one that ended up dying, which yeah. is really fucking sad. But, but yeah, so um, I... I it's so frustrating because th- there seems to be a, a complete the, the the right wing wants to ignore it because they want to just say that 
there should be no gun control, which is kind of a position that I don't necessarily disagree with, although I do think that there are some things that could be examined. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do very much believe in the chipping away effect, that if we start to let things get chipped away, they'll just keep chipping and chipping and chipping and chipping until mm-hmm. there's nothing left, because this has happened a few times historically in the same way um, with rights or things that we are, you know, that we should be free to do. I mean, I think guns, it's the same with my drug argument. It's just you're not as evidenced by that woman in Los Angeles that's being raided right now. Uh, strange story in Los Angeles, multimillionaire woman married to some oil tycoon owns mansions all over L.A. Her L.A. mansion is being raided right now, and they have found over a thousand firearms in her house. Um, and it's a giant mystery as to why or what's going on there. So yeah. th- hopefully that'll unfold or it'll just get completely buried because it's a giant conspiracy. But but anyway, point being that you can't really control this. You can't control guns. Um 3D printing is coming. Um, CNC machines will be easy to have in your house. You can, you know, the anybody who has knows somebody with a CNC machine could mill a lower receiver for an AR and make it automatic. This would not mm-hmm. be a problem to do. So, like, this is a reality that you that I think that anti-gun people have to cope with. Um, that you aren't going to stop in this country. It's not going to stop. So, we need to have some curiosity as to why these are happening. And I, I just see a s- striking lack of curiosity about that. Um, why it's all kind of the same demographic. Um, th- these, the last few that have happened have been quite a bit different than what happened in New Zealand, for example. Like New Zealand, the guy had a mission, a manifesto target. Um, he just basically wanted to drum up a race war. I mean, he was basically like Charlie yeah. Manson, but killed Muslims. Um, but these kids, the one in Col- uh, North Carolina and now Colorado and the one down in San Diego, were all kind of lefty individuals. Uh, San Diego was uh, – it was a synagogue, so it was – but he was very anti-Trump, so that that doesn't fit that narrative. And now this kid, like um, – I don't say their names, but I want you to just see what he looks like because um, – Yeah, that's um- – it's troubling, but you're right. It doesn't fit it, when the you, narrative when you, if they're gay and when trans. When you see him, you're just like, you're just like, what? what like, Oof. um, like he just like he's just a a fucking kid. Yeah. And you know, it, it's I think that it's like there's this there's a strange like Ugh. narrative in the media right now where it's, shared anti-Trump post on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's a lefty. Yeah. He's lefty. Yeah. And and I think that they were saying that it had something to do with him getting bullied or something, but uh, it's certainly possible. Yeah, it, it 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 definitely is. It's just it's just like I don't. It was like what I was saying on the. I don't know if it was the last podcast, the one before we were talking about just men and 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 there's something about I just think that they're not being listened to. And, right. Um, I think that was last episode. And and I, I and I was saying this to to a friend, but when I was a little kid, like I was a pretty easygoing, you know, I think a relatively not difficult child, unless I felt like something was happening to me in which I was losing my autonomy. Meaning, mm. I you know. Uh, I needed a babysitter or I needed um, or, or I got into a discussion where I felt like I wasn't being heard. That's like when it would be so frustrating to me as somebody who was speaking before they walked. It was like articulating myself. Yeah. Or if I got a response that wasn't satisfactory enough, like a no that didn't have an explanation, it would just set me off. So I, you've always been like this. Always. Yeah. It's just <laughs> never really changed. But it's no surprise. The I amount of that. anger I would feel if I felt like I wasn't being heard was intense, like yeah. really intense. And then sex kind of came into the picture and then my priorities sort of became different. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
I think a lot of these kids are just sort of in that mindset still where they're just stuck. No one's listening to them. They're mm-hmm. considered the scourge, like scourge of the earth. And uh, no one's paying attention to what's wrong with them or what's going on. They're probably all medicated. Um, I mean, we, so, and, and what would possess a trans, like what's going, what's going on here? Mm. Um, and no one seems to be curious at all. It just goes the same shit every single time. It's like the, the right saying mental health, which is probably true. And the left saying, well, it's just guns. And it's like, yeah, that's like, both of those things are probably about 25% of the equation. Right. There's more to it. So what's the other, what's the other 75%? percent mm and there's no one asking that question. No one. No one. Yeah, I don't know, dude. But it's interesting how this shooting incident, as tragic as it was, it doesn't fit the narrative for really either side to report on. The last three haven't. So yeah, th- that, that's... and it, we've seen that with the um. So there was the one in San Diego. There's one before that that didn't fit the narrative. Uh, North Carolina too was random. It was. Was weird. that the girl? No, was, no, no. That, that was kind of shaggy-haired boy. He also, really I don't even young. remember it because they start to blend together. They're all. I know, and they're all. But I think the crazy part is they're just all. I mean, the one in San Diego, I think he was 25, but um, which it's a weird. It's a weird thing to me because I oddly, and I'm probably gonna get shit for this, but it's like I oddly was feeling sympathy for this kid because it's like, um, he did an evil thing, uh, clearly. But I don't think that 18 is old enough to become an be, to be considered an evil person. Like mm. you haven't had enough time to you like he'll be defined by this evil act, obviously, as an yeah. evil person. But there's just something that's really troubling to me about an 18 year old and a 16 year old mm. being this like w- being this tortured for some reason that they want to do something this evil. Right. Um, and, and what was so crazy is like, so I was watching the, the footage of him in the court today and he's just like crying the whole time, like head down, won't look. Which kid was this? The one I don't, I've not seen who the, the other kid is. I just know about the main From one. The main today. One. Yeah. The, one that I just not, yeah the Colorado one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the, the one in North Carolina is a little psychopath. Like he was yeah. like, you probably saw footage of him saying, it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know what his, but so he's got some serious issues, but these two didn't, something seemed different about this one. Um, but it's odd because it's like you'd think that it would be different if it was one person he shot and then was this remorseful about it. But to injure nine and probably was trying to hit more than that. Yeah. Why would you feel this level of remorse now? It's not because you got caught because you knew that was probably going to happen or you're going to die. Um, so... Perhaps it is because he's feeling the gravity of the situation now, but wouldn't what 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 what's going on in your head to not weigh that out before you do it, right? And uh, and I I mean I I'm, I'm and the the, the, mm. cra- the crazy part about it is I know this is the internet, um, and that's like radicalizing these people, but I don't know how to mitigate that issue, and I think that's why no one's talking about it because we don't know how to mitigate that issue without censorship of the entire internet correct which we we can't do that so there's no way there's no way um but there's just there's something going on with with boys right now that i i don't i don't i don't know i don't know what it is exactly i I wonder if it's because like like this kind of like this anti-male message has been around for a long time Mm -hmm. but it just feels 
everything feels louder with the internet now. Of like, course. And I think that a lot of people, this kid probably included, didn't go outside really mm-hmm. and probably just lived in this little internet world. And even the things that I get worked up about, I'm very conscious of the fact that it's because of the things that I read and the, mm-hmm. the sources I choose to dig into. And and I think we all need to kind of step back and realize that's the case. Um, uh, but yeah, I just don't understand how at at 18 you could be this 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 right. angry and this alienated and this pissed um from like a very just normal looking kid i don't mm-hmm. know it's just disturbing trying to think of what i was like at 18 but it is i was angry but like i didn't want to hurt right. anybody i don't think i was ever as angry i don't think i ever felt that way i never felt anger i never felt like i was going to hurt anybody either um I was still sorting myself out at 18. I felt like I was, I was too. And, and a lot of it, I mean, I think that, I mean, maybe my savings grace was, I just did a shitload of drugs and I wasn't happy. So I just started mm. doing hard drugs and that kind of, I didn't do drugs. I drank, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess my thing was drinking, binge drinking. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But I think, but again, I think that, that there's put me back in line. But you also like I mean you're not somebody that I that you, like the internet wouldn't really sway your opinion on things like it it wouldn't really make you feel things like anything that's sort of politically themed I mean, um you know and this this kid was active on um a bunch of yeah like social media stuff that was all anti Trump anti this like very pro Obama yeah. or whatever I'm not saying that like to a, a tit for tat kind of thing it's more just like how it doesn't fit the narrative of what you know most of the media wants which right. is that um that he would be a white nationalist you know maga hat wearing whatever that would just be the nice bow for them to tie mm. this off and continue their message of gun grabbing so i don't know it's just uh it was just really depressing and uh i have just uh, I have a, these are just going to keep happening and, and totally and they're they already blur together yeah yeah but they're going to be little ones like this i think there's going to be a lot of little ones like mm. this I, i'm not really sure we'll have like a mass event um, because I think every state is like gearing up for it and kind of yeah. sees it coming. But I, I, so, which makes me think that there will be a lot more, uh, like of, um, soft targets like that. There'll be a lot more armed people now. Um, which, so meaning that the person can't get off, you know, the, it'll be harder to hit a lot of targets, which is yeah. fortunate, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. People just seem there's just people we're on the precipice of something not good. And I don't really know what's exactly causing it. Um, I could just blame the media, which I think is, is mm-hmm. definitely part of it, because, again, it's like if you're somebody you feel like you're not being listened to and this kid's face and name is now all over the TV everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and they, you know, it's CNN will read your manifesto live on air. It's fucking insane. Yeah. So there's yeah. definitely like motive to do it. And or that, reasons. it's also still insane that that media outlets haven't already picked up on the fact that you shouldn't show their faces, let alone read their There's fucking been so manifesto. so many psychological studies on this too. Like of how it's, it's insane. Yeah. It, and like it, in order, like it also creates copycat um, mm-hmm. people and, like, but they still just insist on doing it. And, yeah. uh, you know, like, look, I, I know it's kind of a faux pas to, um, you know, censor the press quote unquote, but this is something that I think is like an ethical issue. Totally. Um, that, you know, it's sort of like the same thing as like you don't show super graphic shit. You know, it's it's all kind of the same deal. And, uh, you know, the Internet can't be stopped. So you can find the name on there if you really want to or like the graphic video, which, you know, there's plenty of places you can go to find these things. But the 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 thing that 
talks needs to talk for 24 hours shouldn't have access to this information. Yeah. Because they just won't stop. That's all I talk about. Right. And then this kid gets a 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. There's news. Gosh, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but news in um, in England or even in Europe, I guess, it's so vastly different. They have an hour segment of, here's the news, and then they repeat that hour segment every single day. And it's so vastly different from what we have here, where we have these 24-hour businesses that broadcast opinion and sort of news. I mean, we. I think that I think what you you saw there is just that they don't have the sheer number of them as we do. Like so, like you're probably describing PBS NewsHour. I mean, it's kind of the same deal. It's mm. just it's just like here's but information. That's, yeah, that's all they that's all they have over there. No, I mean, there's plenty of them, but 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 be, you're thinking of the, like probably the BBC, which you know just their straight line program, not any of their fringy ones. It's just news. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll, what they choose to talk about can be sort of slanted, but in general, and same with PBS. But at the same time, it's like I think anybody with half a brain wouldn't shit on BBC's straight line stuff, right? And then, and then same with PBS. What it's, I'm saying is, I just I wish we had. And the thing is, we won't ever cause because it's, of ratings. Because of ratings, I was, yeah. Uh, we won't ever have this just this one hour cycle of the news of today, and it changes every twelve hours. Right. We'll never have that because of the climate that we live in and the business that we generate for these outlets, these media outlets. But I, I, I so desperately wish that we would have this moment, have have that in our future, yeah. that we can actually return to true news it's not it's not news anymore no it's all bullshit Mm -hmm. and uh and not and and i think that's why why i like things like joe rogan so much is you know Mm -hmm. you'll have somebody like every guest does end up giving their opinion about the news but it's in the context of a three-hour conversation and then when Mm -hmm. you get sick of that guest there's another another person on who has the opposite view he's gonna talk about ai and shit that has you know like something completely unrelated um he had this young person on yesterday um God, I wish I could remember his name, but it was just the podcast he did yesterday with a researcher at MIT. They're talking a lot about deep fakes, and uh, but his focus actually is self-driving cars, and uh, it was so crazy. Uh, this is going to be a complete shift. I'm sorry, guys. No, let's I, please. I found, I found it shift. so interesting. So he was talking about. Have you heard about these Boeing's that have been crash uh, crashing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you know what co- has been causing it? It's like this. It it thinks it's nose diving or something. Yeah, good. And so yeah, it, yeah, it so shuts down. What it was. This is so fucking crazy that they did this. So they updated the firmware on these planes. That basically, what it, it if the, if it detects that the nose is up, it'll mm-hmm. automatically readjust the plane, which then causes it to stall. Which because yeah. it was a bug in the in the firmware. They didn't notify any of the pilots that they had updated the firmware. And this was by design in the company because they didn't want you to start to futz with things like, mm-hmm. you know, that you didn't you didn't need to. But like it just took one little errant piece of code mm-hmm. to total like to crash these two planes and kill hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. So um, what they were talking about was Tesla and the future of self-driving cars and how Tesla's are the only self-driving car that exists in which the firmware is automatically updated and he was talking about his fear of the, a similar sort of thing happening because there have been a handful of fatalities uh with tesla self-driving but it usually is due to like driver negligence like obviously mm-hmm. the technology is really reliable but it's not fully autonomous yet like mm-hmm. meaning it can't predict you know like so there is something amazing it can do for example it can predict potholes because potholes mm-hmm. tend to stay for a while so the cars will start to learn and yeah. go around it 
but it can't predict road work. So like a lot mm-hmm. of these accidents are happening in road work areas because they pop up, move around, and then like none of these obstacles are planned out in the route. Mm-hmm. And so that's usually when these these accidents are ending up happening. And so it, it's not at the point yet where it can be fully autonomous, but Tesla's the only one, only company that's sort of like, fuck it and uh, use at your own risk kind of thing. Yeah. Most com- most companies make you touch, like they have a, a apparently like uh, they were saying that if you, when you touch the Tesla's wheel, it like, like activates or whatever. Hmm. It's like all of these self-driving cars have like sensors in the, in the wheel. Yeah. Um, and so it uh yeah so like most of them like uh will if you take your hands off the wheel for six seconds it'll be like hey you know put it back on Mm -hmm. and uh but tesla's like the only one that's sort of like yeah just go ahead and and do your thing as far as i know i've never been in in one that's been self-driving before so i don't really know but um or like or at least the one that i was in i don't know if it had if it had any limitations to it because it was like a factory one that from Mm -hmm. a friend of mine but but yeah so it's um it's an interesting sort of thing uh, about the future of this, and but just how like how but they but so they started continuing. They're talking about deep fakes and all these kinds of things, and um, they were talking about AI and kind of how it's it's going to be integrated into everything. But it made me kind of question whether or not AI already it might be sort of self aware, hmm. um, in the sense of it's if it's learning, then isn't it already kind of online in a way? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like a philosophical, uh, like, thought. I don't know if it's If like, the lights are on, is that way, what you mean? In a way, but if it's, like, already learning and building and then making decisions, like, like right. meaning, like, the, the car learning that there's a pothole and then avoiding it. Do you think it could, not to take this in, like, a negative direction, but do you think it, it has the capability right now to learn where potholes are but choose not to acknowledge them? So that's kind of the thing, right? <clears throat> so perhaps but then also too like that that's also the more scary prospect is that someone could very easily hack into your car yeah and accelerate it to 200 miles an hour and kill you um and if it already if it's able to receive updates through the air yep who is to stop somebody from being able to do this mm-hmm. and then you know it's this is kind of illusion of safety you know everyone says well tesla has the best blah 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 and i'm like no there's some black hat hacker out there who's better than anyone at tesla yeah. because what happens is black hat hackers get hired by legitimate corporations because they can't stop them mm-hmm. and they're like well, we want to arrest you but you have to work for us now it's kind of like catch me if you can sort of thing yeah so yeah i don't i don't know I, I, but uh it, it did give me a little bit of pause about maybe this this technology will not move as fast as we kind of thought it would, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It was, it was just an interesting, a very interesting podcast. I saw this really bizarre video. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I should have sent it to you. There was this video of this guy taking a, a guy taking video of the street and the video was erasing the cars from the street. Oh yeah. 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 Did it you was see a, that? a neural net thing. Yeah. What, what is that about? Um, so basically it's like, like augmented reality and it was interesting because it was very um very much like a black mirror episode Uh um in the sense of like someone made a comment on it that i thought was pretty accurate of like oh now i can go to the beach and then not see any people there i can actually be at the beach alone and it's so yeah that's that's kind of what i think the future of the technology is that you can you could physically like for instance too like i mean to take Mm -hmm. it in a really dystopian direction um you, you can mute people on twitter now you can mute people in real life yeah Oof. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I just thought that video was bizarre. Incredible, but so bizarre. Seeing those cars 
disappear pretty well pretty well yeah except for that giant truck that went by but you can't really no if it's moving know. i think it's very difficult if it's moving yeah. and like you would notice that it would break up when he would move the camera around. yeah but it was the car's parked on the side of the street gone it was effective yeah it was weird i was watching this thing on uh on deep faking today and um basically with like any technology that seems amazing like that assume that it's already 10 years ahead of where, what you're seeing now because it already mm. it is so again our reality it makes me it really does make me question whether or not our reality as we know it is reality because i feel like we're able to simulate reality almost flawlessly now mm. and so it's just i don't know like every day that technology advances in whatever reality we're in now makes me think that we're not in a reality like yeah like this isn't flesh and sinew and shit this is just like i don't know what it is or we're like some experiment i don't i don't know but we're living in a petri dish it's crazy it's like it, it, like cool yeah well, yeah or like uh or we're like in a drop of water or something yeah you know? it's like who knows but well, yeah you can't know i mean if you get small enough you start to see things that look like this right and if you get big enough you start to see things that look like this or theoretically I mean, we could be a speck of dust in another fucking universe that has people just like us. Right. Or people just like who knows what. Mm-hmm. Or if you get small enough, we can't even like look at the shape of of an atom or we can't look at the shape of an electron, but we kind of assume it's round because right. that's sort of how gravity works for us in this in this reality. Who's to say there's not a smaller particle that's a planet in that electron? that is a quote planet by our our um definition right you know it's crazy it is uh and i (laughs) it's so stupid i'm in like an entry level chem class but it's been blowing my mind a lot um just because i have this really wonderful professor dude i'm (laughs) tangent but like i'm so relieved that my grade I, i did really poorly on a test in my chem class and it brought my grade down like three points it was i'm anyways i'm, I'm just so proud of myself because because be i could i had the i didn't study for that test but i've done well enough in the class to have that test where i got a c or a d not affect my grade at all really um anyways this chem class is just sort of blowing my mind because of i don't know the thinking about how things work or trying to explain how things work it's not necessarily um a true explanation it's just a way to explain what we see right uh my chem professor keeps telling me to consider going into this field and i keep telling her like no no i don't have any desire to work as a chemist of any kind but but we've been talking a lot about i mean we the last chapter is liquids and solids and every every single chapter just gets more and more interesting for me learning sort of about how liquids work this evaporation thing it i just thought you know water heats up it evaporates but when you when you really get down to it it's just these water molecules are pushing each other out of the glass of water that they're in and if they get pushed hard enough they end up staying in the air as water vapor the only reason they push around each push each other around is because of the temperature of the water which is just the energy of the water it's all just so fucking crazy to me uh and and why not why wouldn't there be a whole nother 
system of life on a particle like that. Yeah, well, I mean, the, um, we, we already know in terms of bacterium and how mm-hmm. small that is. That's tiny. tiny. But what if we got even fucking smaller? Well, yeah, we'll we find, can't even see it. We'll find out. I mean, yeah. like I think that's a lot of what the Hadron Collider was for. It was just, and we did find a smaller thing mm-hmm. uh, through that experiment, and so. But it only existed for like a second, right? right? Yeah, which is very interesting in terms of there being sort of an interdimensional kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like I hate to use that word exactly, because I'm not sure that's exactly what I mean. But it's in terms of the idea of you and I having this conversation in parallel in another mm-hmm. space that yeah. is in this one. To me, is a pretty likely probability. Mm-hmm. And even, God, time works so differently than than what we than how we think it works. Right. In other places, far out in space, time is totally different. Right. Small, small, like electrons, time is different for them than it is for us. Right. So things could be happening all at once. Things could be happening fifty years from now that are actually happening right now. It's all, it's all so, so mind blowing to me. On that note, is uh, that it? <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I, wanted... I just get to surface level stoner. Is that, is yeah, that I think what, that's it what it was? Yeah. <laughs> um, we just want to close it out by saying we're going to see Detective Pikachu. Mm hmm. Because, Excuse me, I was taking unlike a the abomination that is the Sonic movie, oh. uh, this one actually looks like it's it may so be cute. entertaining. And, yeah, and it comes out tomorrow evening. I think we're going to see it Friday. You right? said you had predictions, right? Oh, I was just gonna say we should think of some predictions. Oh, I see. Well, Mewtwo is in is in the movie, so I'm so out of like Pokemon canon and lore that I just I I mean I kind of know things, but but uh, I don't know. I feel like this is not really gonna be about that necessarily. It's mm-hmm. gonna be something entirely different, but just happens to feature Pokemon characters so they can build a mm-hmm. franchise. I think maybe, well, Mewtwo will have to play a role in this if they did show him at all in any of the teaser trailers, which they did. But I think. The whole story is that the the 21-year-old kid loses his dad. His dad mysteriously disappears. His dad's like a detective. He meets this Pikachu. He can only underst- He's the only one who can understand this Pikachu. They go on a search for his dad. I think the lore behind Mewtwo is going to play a little bit of a role in this because it's always been somewhat of a mystery until the first Pokemon movie, but still, even then, I think there's more to explore there and how Mew came about. Um... But I, I think maybe his dad's going to be involved somehow in the creation of Mewtwo. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so looking forward to it. And Ryan, this is like a Deadpool movie for kids, for, kids, for yeah. young adults or Pokemon fans. Yeah. No, that's I, I mean, that's say. what's so weird about Pokemon is that it, it was such a pervasive part of my life and I'm almost 30 that it, uh, I was sort of a ground zero of it, I think, like age wise. And, mm. and it was such a phenomenon. I mean... Like, imagine what Pokemon Go was like, but organic, where it wasn't, like, the yeah. internet wasn't really pushing it. It was just, like, this massive phenomenon. It happened and everybody exploded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see that. And that's so all excited. about That's all I got. Yay. Hi, everybody. We love you. <laughs> love you. And shock my corn. Yes. <laughs> Another time. Another time. Oh, God. <laughs>